0: Welcome to the SBP podcast by S. Botello Productions. I'm Susie Botello. Mobile film and video is our focus, and innovation is what drives us. My passion for storytelling and technology brings me to connect my experience in video and film to storytelling for everyone using mobile phones. Hey, everybody, we're coming to you from San Diego, but we're going down under to Perth, Australia. We're going to talk to Brian Hennings. His film Express was one of the films we featured in our film festival last April. So let's get started and let's talk to Brian. So Brian, thanks for agreeing to spend some time with us to talk about mobile filmmaking. Uh Brian. Hey, no is, yeah. Well Brian is talking to us from Perth in Australia today. And one thing I wanted to talk about really quick is I mean, you traveled halfway around the world last April to participate in our film festival. And so I wanted to first first off, I just wanted to thank you again for doing that. That's pretty awesome.
1: Hey, no, no problems. It was a great time over there.
0: So, um, so in order to introduce you to our listeners, um, who just who are about ready to really meet you now, um, share <laughs> <laughs> share with everyone uh, a little bit about your background in video and filmmaking uh, before you decided to make films with smartphones.
1: Okay, um, so I, I guess. For me I was a little bit of a late entrant into the filmmaking game. I I you know I kind of always loved film and television and and stuff like that, but I kind of went off and did the real life kind of stuff first and got a job and you know wound up 20 years later still doing that same job and and kind of not really enjoying it and I got to a stage in my life where I started thinking uh, a little bit about what I really wanted to do, you know, before time (laughs) runs out inevitably. And um, I always did a little bit of writing. So I got a little bit more into that. And then I was writing a a story and it kind of struck me that it felt more like a a film. And then I started looking at film writing as um, an outlet. Um, got more into that and uh, I guess over time realised that there's not a whole lot of people that are sitting around waiting to make other people's films for them. So then I started getting into the production side of things. Um, so with with um, a great group of people, I started making some short films. Um, we started off doing, uh, you know, using DSLRs and, and things like that, um, and certainly at the budget end of, of the filmmaking spectrum. Um, and we did, you know, did some good work. We did um, some short films there. Um, we did a, a web series that was um, quite well accepted. Um, and then um, got to the stage where we were looking for our next project. And well, um,
0: if you don't mind, what what was the what part did you play in in these films? What, were you directing? And I mean, were you writing and directing, or what what part did you play?
1: um I was writing and producing most of the time um so with the um with the short films and the web series and stuff like that it tended to be um I I would write it and produce it and we had um Sean Helen who was a, a great guy that I got to know um locally and and turned out lived two streets away from me after uh, after we'd worked together for a, a little while um <laughs> We worked together. He did he was a, a director um who's gone on to do some great things over in Melbourne in in Australia. Um and Lydia Brisbane, who directed the the film that we um lodged into your festival, um, was also collaborating with us as um a writer and producer and doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for us. Um and and so then over time, um, like I said, we we got to the stage where we were looking for the next project. We were looking for something a little bit different. We came up with the idea of the film um, Express that we entered into the festival. Um, and at the same time, I'd been reading a lot about smartphone film festivals and smartphone filmmaking. Um, and it, it kind of lent itself to the project that we were doing. So, um, So we, Express
0: was your very first mobile film then?
1: Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Um, we 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 basically looked at it. Uh, I mean, we had a, a great group of people who are experienced filmmakers. Um, and luckily enough, we had James Corker, who was our cinematographer on a lot of the stuff that we've done previously. Um, and I managed to twist his arm and convince him that smartphones would be a good challenge for him. Um, and and he came on board with that and and really accepted the the challenges of working. With that format, um, and you know, we very quickly learnt um, how to how to get the best out of the camera. I mean, you know, we we did a lot of test shoots before we shot this to make sure that we were getting good footage out of it. We tested different um, smartphones to see what was going to work best for us. Um, and through uh, um an association or uh, um a relationship we have with a, a cinema here we were able to project um our test footage onto a big screen to see how it would work oh. blown up rather than looking at it on a smartphone well, or Well or that's a, pat- a privilege
0: a that's that's great <laughs> not everybody gets that opportunity
1: <laughs> Yeah and and it was kind of weird for them too to to have us walk in there and go you know this is this is what we're, we're trying to do and and you know it's it's really kind of interesting this smartphone game is um you know the, there's a lot of people in in the industry that have had a lot of experience that have just never turned their mind to using smartphones um and they they're kind of surprised by what you can get out of it and what you can do so you know, it, it's been a, a, a very short, com- compact journey to, to, from, you know, starting to write films to becoming a, a smartphone filmmaker, but um, it's been a fun one.
0: Did you, um, you know, I, I did notice one thing about Express and, and that is that um, it's set in an outdoor train station with uh, very rich colors and the lighting was beautiful as well. Um, and so I was wondering, did you do color grading in post production? How were you able to achieve that with your phone footage
1: um happy happy accident in a way um the lighting there was just really nice um it, it just so happened to be uh, a a really cinematic kind of um shot we use we shot it on a um samsung galaxy s seven which has got brilliant um nighttime um, capabilities, Um, that's one thing that we found um, when we were testing it was that kind of had the the best ability to to shoot in darker um, things. And then, yeah, we did use um, a a young guy called Matthew Gardner to do some colour grading in post, and mostly that was about matching shots um, Mm -hmm. to to make sure that we were getting a consistent look across the film. But, you know, I, I have to give props to our local train station makers um, for for giving us such nice lighting to work with in the first place.
0: Well um, yeah, actually uh, the quality of your, of your production was really amazing. I'm actually surprised that was your first film to be honest with you, because um, you know, it's, it's a trial and error thing and I know that you did some test footage and things like that, but sometimes working with actors um, I don't know how many how many times you got to test things before you did a full run on your film production?
1: Uh, we we probably went down there about uh, two or three times um, just to test different stuff out, test different times of the the night, um, and to get a feel of how the how the station was going to be and how things move around the station because. Um, We also had the thing of needing to have a station look mostly deserted, um, but it's also a working train station that we weren't closing down just for the shot. Um, So, you know, we had to work out how how best to shoot things to make sure that we weren't getting other people in our shots and things like that.
0: And then there was also, you know, I mean, obviously it was cinematic because you had some great... um great shots you know the cinematography and everything was was really great and also it was such it was so stable you know the image was so stable what did what did you use for that
1: um we primarily used a tripod um so most of it was shot on a tripod um we we used a um special rig that our cinematographer had to get the the opening shot which was kind of a a mobile shot and Mm. that worked out um really well for us Um, and then um there was a little bit of handheld there for uh, some of the shots um you know we we would have liked to have had a um a stabilizer rig or something like that which would have allowed us to be a little bit more mobile but being our first shot, um we hadn't invested in that type of equipment um, to to work with, but I, I still, you know, we were really lucky to work again with James Corker. Um he's he's a great cinematographer based in, in Perth and um you know, he does what he needs to do to get the shots and he does it really, really well.
0: Well yeah, you know, um the first films ever made, I mean, remember those cam not that we were alive back then, <laughs> but uh those cameras were huge. There was no such thing as a handheld shot, you know. Yeah. Uh there were tripods and cranes and, and all that. Um, I wanted to also ask you a little bit about the um, the sound on there because I don't think you captured the sound directly on the phone, did you? Or
1: no, no. Um, all of the sound in the film is done was done in post. Um, so the the train station that we're working at is in the middle of a highway. Um, so it runs down the center of a highway, and we've got you know six lanes of of traffic. Um, <laughs> either you know on on the sides of it and um it was just it would have been impossible to to get good quality sound uh, at at that time so that was part of the the way that we set this shoot up was uh, you know the project was written so that we didn't have to get sound recorded there's no dialogue um that was captured on camera it was all done in voiceover so we could go to a really nice studio and and capture that the the audio later on Um, and then we had Andrea Colbert who was um, doing our sound production for us and she went out and between um, capturing some stuff while she'd go go out and and record sound separately um, and use some of the files that she had from from previous shoots um, to be able to to build up the, the soundscape um to to actually make it work you know i was watching the film again yesterday and and marveled at the way that she put car sounds that happen to pass at the same time as the cars in the background and things like that and i'm you know that that blows me away as a as a filmmaker that you know we've got people that do you know go to that level of detail to to help sell the story that we're trying to sell
0: you know they say the devil is in the details, but I do call it movie magic right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the you know, like I wouldn't have the patience <laughs> to to do that kind of stuff. I I look at it, and, you know, uh, I I wouldn't even think about what's going on in the background and you know, uh, going off. I, I, I've done gone to seminars on sound design and, and things like that, and and constantly amazes me when you when you hear production you know what what they captured on set and then what the final version is Uh, you know there's so many talented people that are that are working in the industry to make to to sell the the vision of the director and the writer and, and the producer so it's so wonderful to be working with people like that
0: yeah it's almost one of the reasons why you do need a team um you know, to create the 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 greatest films, I think, because everybody is so good at playing their individual parts, and you know it's not just about patience, it's about the the talents and the skills. but yeah, the patience too when when you're good at something and you're very passionate about that one particular pat uh, task, you tend to be really good at it and more patient and you're willing to do it over and over again until it comes out beautiful um and so everybody um in your crew and your team was i mean like kudos to everybody they were fantastic and again it's like unbelievable that that was your first film because it came out so well it was so cinematic and the the production value was so great um on there, as well, but you know, um actually, there was this other there's this other thing you know after hundreds of films that I go through that I've watched and um and and dealt with you know through my film festival on its own, even um the one thing I've noticed it's that there's always a story behind each film, uh, something that brings on the idea for a film and your film had a message and I was wondering if you could share with everybody what that message was and the idea.
1: I, yeah. Um, the, I guess the, the, the basic message behind the the film is, you know, that we as a society have um, become more and more disconnected and, and more and more, um, Insular, you know, we're, we're very happy talking to each other through um, social media and through, um, you know, through our smartphones. And, and uh, we, uh, we need to make sure that we engage with each other and we notice each other. So... Uh, hopefully, most of you listeners uh, will will have seen the film. Uh, um, but for those that, that don't that haven't, the, the basic story behind it was is that a a um, uh, woman gets off a train um, on a deserted platform and um, notices a guy standing there. And there's something about the guy that that she notices, um, but she doesn't quite know what it is. Um, and initially, she thinks it might be danger for her, um, and um, it, it turns out to be something else, um, and that the the guy himself really needed someone there for him at the time. Um, and it deals a little bit with um, also the the regret that people have after after things happen when they realize that they could have taken a different, Um, approach to to the situation um and and the reality of this one this is actually a story that um, has sat strongly with me because it's my story um i in in real life i was the woman on the train um obviously i wasn't the woman but (laughs) i was the person on the train um and uh I, you know I was coming home from work, I got off the train and I noticed a guy standing on the platform, and there was something about him that struck me um, and I wasn't sure what it was um, and I did what everyone else on that platform did, which was walk away um, and you know kind of thought about it on the drive home and thought that was, you know this this guy standing there that seemed a bit unusual and and more to the point, I don't know why it was that i I noticed him or what it was about him that I noticed. Um, and then not long after I got home, I heard that something tragic had happened at, at, at the um, train station. And I can only believe that this was you know, the, the guy that I noticed. And then, of course, I, I wondered whether that was what I noticed um, and whether had I done something about that, whether the outcome would have been, very different um and that that kind of has stuck with me after that and and that idea that sometimes our, our internal alarm goes off um and we you know we either take action on that or we don't and and you know maybe we as a society need to pay a little bit more attention to that and need to make sure that um you know people are getting those those, those actual real human connections with people because sometimes. Just asking someone whether they're okay could be the, the difference between um, them being okay or them not being okay. So it was, uh, you know, it's a very personal film. We changed it a little bit from from what really happened. Um, but, you know, the, the idea behind it really is, is about um, making sure that we talk to each other.
0: Yeah, um, actually, I was on on one of the social uh, media networks that um, that I I go to every day. I hit like maybe six of them. Um, And there was one, I think it was maybe two months ago where there was a hashtag. And, you know, I just watched your film again today. And so that last line in your film, which is the last thing you just said to ask somebody, are you okay, right? Um, there was that hashtag um, on that platform and somebody shared a story and they were from Australia, actually. And they were giving <laughs> the meaning to that hashtag being some sort of a movement. Um, are you okay to um, encourage people To ask that instead of just how are you doing, Uh, which is more of a greeting, right? Um, Most people don't really answer that honestly or really think when someone, especially here in the United States, I don't know how common that is there, but in the United States, you know, everywhere you go, people say, hey, how you doing? But they don't really want, they don't expect you to answer that. They don't really mean to know how you're really doing. But when they ask, are you okay? It has a different tone to that. And I I wanted to know if you were aware of that uh, movement or cause or whatever, you know, it is that it's called or referred to as. Because when I heard that at the end of your film, I connected that with that. And because you're Australian too, I thought maybe that um, you had heard about this.
1: Yeah it's actually quite a big thing in Australia we we have a a day a designated day of the year that's are you okay day um and the idea behind it is not that that's the only time of the year that you you ask that question but um a, as a reminder that you know it, it's it's okay to ask people if they're okay and and it's okay for people not to be okay um and to talk about that because you know we we have um we live in a society where you know with some of these social media platforms you know people have to present this this idealized version of what their life is and that everything is great and that they've just eaten the best meal they've ever eaten and they're having the funnest day they've ever had um and that can weigh on people you know you can you can have um some people that that get Way down under the burden of either keeping up that pretense or or seeing other people that are living these seemingly perfect lives when they're not. Um, so through uh, several of the organisations uh, over here that uh, do some great work with um, mental health issues, um, they did come up with the Are You Okay Day um, um, initiative. Um, and it, it really is something that you know I think again as a society uh, we we need to talk about more. We need to you know like you said you, you know in the US it's, you know they have say in Australia we we say how you going um which is um kind of kind of the same thing. It's just a, it's it's a greeting and people don't really want to hear how you're you're going um. And, so you know we do we do need to sit down every now and again and and with with people that we we love and care for we do need to sometimes have those conversations and make sure that people feel comfortable in talking about things that might not be going okay and and making sure people feel comfortable in getting the help that they need to to deal with their their issues because you know um we we had a a mental health based um film that made it into your festival there was another uh, coincidentally another australian film that was dealing with a, a very similar topic um you know uh, and i think it it really does come down to this thing and we need to uh, be be able to bring this stuff to the surface um and, and deal with it otherwise uh it, it will continue to be an issue
0: well you know we're all connected and i think that the feeling that you're talking about which we all experience that we're we're just not able to point, you know, exactly to what it means each time. Sometimes you feel something and you don't know what it is. So we have this fear of, well, we could be wrong and then we're, you know, that ends up being the bad guy or something like that, right? Um, but I yeah. think I think that feeling is more of a of a clue that we're we are connected and those feelings are the line of connection between each other um, and they're very necessary for us to survive as, as a society, in society, um, humanity, something like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the the part of the problem is that in so much of our media now we, we focus on the negative stuff. You watch the the news every night and it, and it talks about all the bad things that have happened in the world. And, and it gives us that, impression that this is what happens all the time but yeah you know it's like an extreme
0: we're either expressing everything is fantastic and wonderful and adventure and look at me look at us you know or we're 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 going all the way down to the other side where it's very negative so it's either very positive or very negative um yeah you know, I think
1: we do need to need to come back to that you know that that point of view that the vast majority of people are, are kind of okay you know they're they're nice people they're just like us um, <laughs> and you know when when we're sitting in a waiting room or sitting on a train or you know whatever we're doing you know, having those those moments of connection where maybe you know that connection can be just looking across the train carriage and making eye contact with someone. Um, rather than sitting engrossed in our phone the whole time or in a book or whatever those things are. And, you know, it's that moment, that moment of connection, which is one of the things that I really love about uh, filmmaking is that, you know, we can have that moment of connection across half a world. You know, we can, we can send a film across uh, to, to people like yourself and, and, you know, it's not face to face, but it's that moment of connection where where we're both in that same moment at that same time, and um, you know I, I I really hope that um you know this is something that that people would like to do more of.
0: Well, yeah, that's the power of storytelling. I, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about um, this whole concept of making movies with mobile phones because. Uh, for a long time the storytellers I mean the, the best medium for storytelling is filmmaking it, it grabs you from every sense of you and it brings you inside a story in a way that no other medium can do um, and and filmmaking now that power uh, is is has just been given to everybody in the world through the camera on their phone. So everybody has yeah. one. So everybody has that power. And then the social, you know, not so much social media, but online, the online platform gives you that vehicle to connect and, and drive those stories all the way around the world to everyone and um, and to share messages like the story that you shared um, from way down under <laughs> to uh, San Diego. It was just fantastic. Um, And I'm wondering if you have another story that you're about ready to make a film about.
1: Um, no end of stories. <laughs> <That's always laughs> the problem is, uh, you, you, you kind of, you're always thinking about the next, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got, um, a lot of things, you know, certainly I've got a lot of things that I'd, I'd like to make. Um, it, it's just that, that challenge of getting everything ready to go, um, doing, doing the idea justice, which is the biggest thing for me is, you know, when you when you come up with the story, that, that's one of the things that I was so happy about with the express was we we came up with the idea, we um, executed it as, as best as we could, um, and you know we were happy with the the outcome of, of that, um, and you know I think we made a, a film that you know was at least worthy of some, of people's three minutes, ten or whatever it was. Um, to to you know sit down for that moment and just watch that story um, and you know I I think you're 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 spot on right with the the idea about um, smartphone filmmaking you know we we had a, a moderately sized team working on this but you, you know you can just as easily tell a story with a, a much smaller team it, it's entirely possible for people to to make a, a film. With just one person um, using smart smartphone technology, um, so yeah, you know, I'm kind of excited. You know, like yeah, you know, when when I came across to the festival, we, we had um, the young filmmaker Miranda, who who um, I can't can't remember how old she was, but she was young. Yeah, um, she was and, and uh, eleven she... years old. 11 years old, yeah, and and she was able to conceive and execute a, a film using a smartphone. And and when you have someone that young being involved in it, it, it's kind of it's interesting on two levels because you know one is you're you're getting that that perspective that historically you wouldn't have got. You know, like you go you go back to the the 1950s or something like that, or even the 60s or 70s you wouldn't have had an 11-year-old um, making films. I wouldn't have had the the ability to do that, or certainly not widely. Right. Um, and then, you know, 80s when you started getting, um, you know, the VHS uh, video revolution and and you did start getting younger filmmakers, but they, how did they share it? Um, and now you've got the ability for someone like Miranda to, to um, make a film, enter it into a competition like yours and and have it seen by uh, a large number of people. It's it's a massive shift in the way that um, filmmaking ha- has evolved, and um, you know it's exciting to to be able to do this. And the other thing that I'm really excited about is seeing where Miranda um, progresses to from here, because uh, you know as an eleven-year-old, um, you know what, what type of films is she going to be making when when she's you know thirteen or fifteen or seventeen, um, and hopefully through the rest of her life, because. You know this this is the type of voice that we need in the industry. you know i'm an I'm an old white guy. <laughs> There's a lot of us around. and you know this this makes it um, you know achievable for for people who may not have normally got the the opportunity to make films. Yeah, to, to become part of the process.
0: you know, it was um, as I was so happy uh, in this year's film festival to be able to share, roll out the red carpet and have the diversity in the people that were standing there, the, the people in the Q&A. You know, we I mean, of course, we had an 82 year old woman, uh, Mickey, Mickey Harrison. Uh, and then we also had Miranda Mullings, who was 11 years old. Her father, Anthony uh, de la Cruz, was also there, um, you know, and and you, Aris, um, uh, Claudino, uh, Maite, you know, everyone that was there uh, from different parts of the world and, and a few from San Diego. But the diversity in where everyone was coming from, that was, for me, um, it was It was my dream come true, you know, because that's what I envision with the mobile filmmaking, that everybody who has a phone can do it. And so then everybody does, you know, and I hope you're right that the younger generation and, you know, um, you know, really, they're already doing this, you know, they're already on YouTube. They're making little videos and things like that. But I think it was a really neat experience, like, you know, also an impact that it made on you, because here you were sharing the stage with an 11 year old, you know, you, you're, you're more of a professional, but for her, it was just the beginning. Am I, am I right about that?
1: I uh, you know like I I hesitate to call myself a professional because we're we're all learning as as we're going along but <laughs> you know like I, I wish I was in the game at 11 <laughs> um you know um it it would have been uh quite the um the opportunity um and, and you know like I hope that Miranda serves as a you know as a role model for for people that you know, want to start evolving into the the film industry and, you know, hopefully there's going to be people out there that will see the work that she's doing and, and the success that she's having through getting selected into film festivals to, um, you know, use that as, as, you know, maybe my film is better than just something that I'm going to put on YouTube and and my family and friends are going to watch it. Maybe, you know, they're telling stories, uh, you know, you know that, that should be shared with bigger audiences. Um, it, it is one of the things that is quite hard in this day because while it's easier to make films, um, there's so many films out there, It's you know, it, it's hard to break through the noise of, of, of everything that's on there. You know, there's some, you know, insane statistics about how many hours of footage is uploaded to, to YouTube every day um, and trying to... Trying to make someone take notice of your film when it's very easy to watch a, a you know fifteen second cat video um, and <laughs> laugh or watch someone wearing a Chewbacca mask or something like right. that. Um, you know, it's how do you how do you break through that? And I think you know that's that's where there's a lot of credit has to go to you because you're one of those people that are standing up and saying. This is, you know, this is important. This is, um, you know, it's a way of telling stories. Um, It's just another avenue for filmmakers to make, you know, good quality films and get them out there for people to see. So, you know, and and the reality is that for, for people like us who went into your festival, the fact that we were selected in gives us that little bit of credibility when we're showing our films to other people, you know, it, it makes it stand out that little bit more. So, you know, I, I, I had so much admiration for the work that you're doing over there to help filmmakers get their message out there.
0: Oh, thank you very much. That, that means a lot to me, um, to hear that, um, And you you're exactly right. It is about the stories because that's what a lot of those videos are lacking is 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 the beginning, the middle and the end they are just little uh, tidbits, um, you know, that you see on on YouTube and just because you can easily upload the film you know, you videotape any, you know, videotape. Now that goes back to my old VHS <laughs> days. <laughs> um, but when you're recording anything, and because you just can or just do, um it's so easy to do and then it's so easy to just say, well, you know, just upload it to my YouTube account on my, you know, on my on the app right here on the phone. Um, And everybody's hoping for the for the video to go viral, which is funny when it does, because it's always unexpected. Right. Um, But but yeah, the the true quality, I think, and what I'm pushing for is more on the storytelling. And when it comes to kids and young people, um, the ability to do that becomes an asset uh, for them later in life, because storytelling is communication you know it's how it's the the best communication tool that we have is storytelling um and and that's how we connect that's uh you know there's so much about industries right now uh, you hear about it in marketing and things like that in business you know what's your brand what's your story what's you know everything is a story and your story was had such an impact and it was shared in three minutes, you know, di- well just a little over three minutes. Um, and then you have other stories that, you know, Lord of the Rings, what was it like three 23 uh, and meaning three hours and 20 minutes or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, I, I love the, the, the whole concept of storytelling because, um, there's really no limit to them in in many ways, and and the messages that are conceived by it, and you know, like yours, you might save you know the day basically with a story for somebody.
1: I uh, you know, it, it. I came at this game as a as a writer first and foremost, so you know, uh, I'm a big believer in in story and. You, you, we've, you know all of us have seen those films that are, are very artistically shot. But you, you kind of get to the end of it, and you're, you're kind of like, I'm not really sure what I, sh- I saw there. It looked great, but what actually happened? Um, so I'm, I'm a big believer in the fact that you know you, you need a story, and even in a three-minute film, you, you still need that, that beginning, middle, and end, and, um, you, you know, and, and try to tell stories that that work within the format that you're, you're trying to do you know like you're right the Lord of the Rings were you know if you watch them all back-to- back it's kind of like you'll, you'll be back in a week or something like that <laughs> um, but you know the you know they're, they're telling a big story um, so they need that amount of amount of time um, whereas with Express the uh, part of the the idea behind it was that you um, the, the the story revolves around a fleeting moment between two people on a on a train station that has an ongoing impact for those those characters um and we wanted to build the story the same way where we were telling a story that happened in a fleeting moment you know compared to to a lot of films you, you know it's a, a 3 minute long story that, that that hopefully sits with people for a long time afterwards. Um, so, you know, we were using the the format of the um, the 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 um, film to mimic the the way that the story goes. So, you know, like I don't know whether I'm just you know feeding my own artistic fantasies there, but you know, that, that's kind of what we were were hoping is that you know at least some people would um, recognise that you know the the way that the film work is the way that life works as well
0: and it's not just about one film festival by the way because you've submitted this film how many festivals have you submitted the film to that have accepted it at least
1: um we got into four festivals um overall which was um way better way better than what we were hoping for (laughs) um we we were happy if it got selected into one and um you, you know we um ended up getting into into four festivals we submitted to a, a few more. Um, it, it is kind of interesting as well because um, you know we did target uh, which ones we were going for um, yeah. and, and that meant that we were targeting a lot of um, smartphone film festivals around the world um, but um, you know it's it, it's interesting to see the um, the way that it was accepted just generally, um, even with the festivals that we didn't get into, we got some, some really good feedback on the the film. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that we can continue making, um, good films. Um, and you know, we'd certainly love to get into more festivals in the future.
0: Well, I would love for you to, uh, to be a part of an, another one of our film festivals, um, and and have you come back to san diego enjoy your weather again even though i know where you live in perth you have awesome weather and you were telling me how similar it is to san diego too
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's it was very weird going there because um it it felt a lot like home <laughs> <laughs> because You know, uh, the accent was slightly different. That was about it. Um, But the weather is very similar. The attitude of the people is very similar. Um, You know, um, certainly it's on my radar to get get back over there at some stage. So, you know, we just need to make a film that's worthy of of being selected.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? Maybe next time you're here, you can make a film while you're here too because – you know, it's so easy to bring that camera in your pocket while you're on the way, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that thought has crossed my mind.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Hey, everybody. It's shout-out time. Uh, this is a, a great little uh, game that I've put together here for the podcast. And... Um, So uh, one of the fun parts of of it, um, of this podcast, is where our guest, which is you, um, has the opportunity to give a shout-out to some people that you'd like to give a shout-out to, and you have 20 seconds to do it. Are you ready to play the game?
1: Oh, yeah. I can do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, let me put the timer. Okay. So you're ready and you're yep. set and yep. go. Uh,
1: I've got to say a big thanks to Sean Helland, um, who was my production partner for a long time. Um, he got me into this game. Uh, Lydia Brisbane, my my partner um, in making films. Um, the actors that we had, the brilliant Sarah Harris and Nicholas Donato. Um, we've been talking about a lot of the other people, but I do need to also mention Jamie Murgatroyd, who did the music for Express, which was wonderful. <laughs>
0: Time's up. <laughs> Dang it. Um, no, I, I'm I, like trying I, to I mean I could I
1: could I could take a lot longer than twenty seconds to thank all the people <laughs> That we need to thank and give shout outs to everyone that I'd like to give shout outs to um the one person that I probably should add in if you can give me another couple of seconds is my wonderful wife Sharon, who
0: I'll let you cheat <laughs>
1: <laughs> because um two, two reasons one is she is wonderful and she supports me in everything that that I you know want to do with this the film game, and she will listen to this, so if I don't say that, she'll also um not be happy so
0: hey Sharon, thanks um. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Hey, um you uh is there anything else that you would like to uh share with us in, in the next few minutes here?
1: Yeah, the, the I guess the one thing because you know the this is an audience that you know spans the globe and you know and and people like yourself in in the US and um, well, everywhere else.
0: Let me let me share yeah. this with you, okay? So we just started this podcast right, just a few days ago, mm-hmm. and you're not going to believe it. Actually, I'm going to tell you the countries that I just looked at that it spans around so far. So it's the United States, Spain. Australia, Switzerland, the Philippines, India, Chile, and Canada. So go for it. Let's see what else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we need to get some New Zealand in there too. Go on. The, the, yeah. I'll work on that for you. Um, the, <laughs> the main thing that I want to say is that um, to, to people that may not have been exposed to it is, you know, there's some some great stuff being made in, in Australia. Um both on on the um, the budget side of things, like, like like the stuff that I do, and and a little bit higher budget, but um, also in um, the TV world and and uh, things like that. You know, there's some really great um, productions that are coming out of Australia that are going around the world, but may you know like may not be things that people are looking at. Um, and, you know, like there's brilliant shows coming out of Australia like Rosehaven, which is showing in the States on Sundance. Um, there's a show called Dreamland, which is on Netflix. They're both comedies that are really worth your your view. Um, there's other stuff coming out of Australia like The Code, The Principle, Glitch, um, that are, are available on various platforms in various countries um, that I hope people take the time to, to look at um, because um, – it's it's very easy for people to uh, neglect stuff that's coming from a country other than their their own, um, and and particularly in the the US is yeah. um, because so much great stuff comes out of the US that you know it's hard to to get people to come through or to break through that noise. Um, but you know you've got some some great stuff like like there is coming out of other countries as well. Um, but you know there's some really great Australian stuff that that's out there that's that's being made um, and and sometimes being remade for the American audiences so um, if there's one other thing that I, I can just say to, to people who might be um, listening to this is you know seek out um, diverse um, productions seek seek out things that tell you stories from other parts of the world um, because you know just in the same way that we as individuals need to reach out to each other and make those those connections we as countries need to reach out to each other and make those connections and and kind of understand that little bit more about you know the the, what makes us tick um you know if if we all listen to each other and talk a little bit more you know like a lot of the problems um that that we face can be solved i think
0: yeah i know you can't see me here but i you know just about everything you've been seeing. um it's deep stuff, but it's, there's so much truth to it. And I'm just sitting here nodding to everything. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I've got a big smile on my face too, because, um, you know, I can tell, you know, even when we met at the film festival, you and I got to speak, Um, I got to speak actually with all the filmmakers that were there, but um, we think alike. Um, And I noticed that uh I love filmmakers I've always loved filmmakers a lot it, part of the reason why my heart is in this is to give filmmakers uh and filmmakers to be and and the dreaming filmmakers you know um a platform and um and to give them you know I I hope I did a good job at making everyone there feel like a star because they really were at the center of this whole uh I know people call it a movement, a revolution. I call it more of an evolution of filmmaking. We're evolving and we're, uh, you know, giving this storytelling platform through film to the whole world.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if someone's listening to the, this podcast who wants to make a film or is thinking about making a film or has a film and don't know, you know, that they've made on a smartphone, they're not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah all I can say is, like, enter it. You know, um, the, the best-case scenario is you get selected in. You know, the worst-case scenario is that you don't. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you get selected in, travel, get over to San Diego. It was one of the, the best experiences of my filmmaking life is to, to come into San Diego to meet yourself, to to talk to the other filmmakers um, and, and to share our experience and to share the tips that we have um you know you're talking about Anthony before and he you know in in a 5 minute conversation he he told me exactly how to do something that i was wondering how to do and <laughs> you know that type of stuff and and making those connections with people in various places around the globe that you know you can bounce ideas off you can you know uh maybe one day collaborate with on on something um you know it's it's again it's just that that Wonderful opportunity that you're that you've presented to filmmakers to to make films um, in a way that can tell great stories that can can be cinematic, can um, you know connect with other people, um, and giving them a platform to put that forward.
0: Yeah. And you guys even connected with the 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 audience, the attendees who became like friends, you know, of ours, too. (laughs) It was pretty cool, you know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Not like a big Sundance film festival or anything like that, obviously. But I that that's part of the quality of a of a smaller film festival is that that you get to connect with people.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, we'd we'd love to be submitting something for the the next festival. We hope that uh, you know other people are are submitting films. You know, there's nothing nothing quite like um, going to a film festival and and seeing stuff that really um, grabs you, um, and and seeing seeing the quality that other people are coming up with uh, to inspire you to to make something even better again next year. Um, and like I said, you know, like making those connections with other filmmakers from, you know, from Toronto and from Germany and, you know, from San Diego. Um, it's amazing, an amazing opportunity an amazing experience
0: yeah and uh what I, what comes to mind too is that you know because i'm i'm I love social media as well, and I love meeting people in person and I'm very social in every way in that in in that sense and one of the cool things is like a lot of you connected um online later, you know you were you know sharing you know facebook and whatever, and um you know I was thinking about you know a lot of people who like to go out. We were talking before about people sharing the food they ate. That experience is it's it's not hyped up. It really is something. You know, if you want content to share on social media, try sharing something like that. Right, uh, a film festival yeah. where you're part of it and uh, connecting with people. I mean, God, I don't even know. I there's I I never counted, but there are so many pictures um on Facebook from from our film festival you know there's so many there and a lot of those photos um that I've seen you know just sort of uh random photos are of you guys talking to each other and everybody's smiling I loved it
1: <laughs> yeah no it's it's an amazing experience and, and like I said I'm really hoping that we can uh get there again
0: yeah well okay so thank you so much. I don't want to keep you, um, you know, it's, it's late here at night, but it's, uh, you know, you still got a day to go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate you being a part of our podcast and um, I'll definitely uh, actually, you know, send, send me some of the names of the people that you gave a shout out to and that you talked about so I can include them in the notes for the podcast.
1: Certainly will. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Take care. And um, well, how do you say farewell in Australian?
1: Um, I think it's just like see ya. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> All see right. You <laughs> see you, you around it. then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks so much, Ryan. <laughs>
0: Thanks to Brian Hennings for a truly insightful interview. Gotta love it when a guest shares insights like this about the reasons for making films, no matter what camera you use. We hope you're inspired to share your stories through film using the camera in your smartphone. Speaking of sharing stories, you can submit your films to the International Mobile Film Festival by going to our website, www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com We hope you can make it to our film festival in April, even if you don't make a movie, and then meet some really awesome people. Learn a bit and be a part of the mobile filmmaking community. The red carpet is in your pocket.